This is Caleb Way, and you are listening to the Sifu Podcast with David LaPerry. The Rudder's Song. So which episode is this? Remind me. Uh, this is uh, this is chapter six. Chapter six in the Nature series of Sifu Hotman. Dave LaPerry, it's good to be here again. It's great to be here, man. This is a really good one. This is one of my favorites for sure, visually and yeah. um, and the and audio both really come together here. I think in, in this episode, absolutely, it reminds me of a a movie trailer. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not just speaking of just the music, but like you said, visual, audio, all that stuff totally makes sense. But this is like a really cinematic, but it's also kind of like a story because it's like, I don't know, to, to, to me it feels like the guy is going through like the self-righteous struggle. Mm-hmm. and it's 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 his story and he's like dying like i see like a cancer patient i see like the person who is like sinking with a millstone into the depths of the sea mm-hmm. behind the code of moralism you know anyway i yeah, yeah i mean that's really like the i mean that's really what what the poem is getting at in the first stanza is that um you know is that the, that those who would rely on their own righteousness really are sinking like in a pit of their own making. Um, But then like there's a second character in the second or in the third stanza who is, is sort of the opposite of that or what we would say is the opposite of that is the Epicurious man who is the man who, who, um, who goes after pleasures and, and builds his life on, on anything that he can touch, taste or feel. But he too is like sort of in, in a precarious position as everything that he's built his life on uh, eventually is, is going to fail him. And um, so they're both sort of in both the religious and, and the irreligious are, you know, sort of in perilous positions. They're in the fight, older, younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And again, the scenes are great. It's waves crashing, sinking, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As the great po- uh, poet Stephen Curtis Chapman says, they're <laughs> diving in and going deep, right? I know where my head I'm going to be, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is a little more somber. It's a little. It's not as quite as happy as that song. <laughs> Almost. 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 Or almost got there. there. I mean, especially with like Josiah's score that just like very like ominous mm-hmm. and um Yeah. Like it really kinda like sets the tone of it does. Like this is serious mm-hmm. and it's not a jokey type thing. Like uh we're dealing with, you know, pretty pretty real issues. Um and uh, and there's and there's a little like mystery too, like to to this conversation as we would look to, you know, okay, well, if it's not religion and it's not irreligion then what you know what, what should we be building our life on like where is like the true foundation and, and really like sort of like it's teased out there at the end of the poem like where 
where the poem talks about it's the it's god it's the still small voice it's the it's the fire it's it's this and it's it's not it's not easy right and it's not um you know a blueprint that's handed to us but it's a person that we we have to pursue and that and that's mysterious and, and tough sometimes yeah i think it's relieving too i mean but it's offensive at first, right? I mean, mm. I, I, uh, I love how Tim Keller, when he's talking to skeptics, um, an answer or a attempted answer, something to appease an answer uh, of what, what he does, they'll say, give me the foolproof answer for mm-hmm. why Christianity, you know, is true. Right. Like the foolproof argument. And he'll say, well, this and that, philosophy doesn't really allow this or that. And you can argue that those things, but he says what what it does, which is even better, is it gives you a foolproof person mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the God-man, Jesus Christ. And if you look at the quality of his life, yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. Yeah, like for sure. And But I think like that is so true. And... Um, but at the same time, there's this, there's this sense like for us as 21st century postmodern goofy people yep. where, um, that's not enough. Um, or we want to touch, you know, we want, we're Tom or Thomas is like, we want to touch the wounds. We want to put our hands in the sides, like, um, and and we don't want as much as like we value ambiguity in our art and in things that we pursue in our own lives or or in the ways in which we structure our lives we don't particularly appreciate mm-hmm. ambiguity when it comes to um the answers to life itself and right and when you enter into that relationship with the god man with Jesus, you sort of have to live with the fact that, well, you're not God and you don't know and you have to trust him and let go of what, um, what you would want, what you would desire. And I think that's a, that's a conversation that that we should have. Yeah. More of, yeah. Because the striking that balance isn't always so clear. Yeah, and I think like that in sort of like the more chorusy part of the middle of this poem is sort of talking about that, how it's like, you know, we see Jesus sort of striking that balance between, you know, you can't just like tie down your rudder with the cords of the law. Like that's what the Pharisees were doing, right? They were Such like, a good line. they were so strict with everything yeah. that they did. And Jesus is like, really? Like I can't heal this man on the Sabbath? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, really? Like, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like we can't just be, you know, willy nilly out there just pursuing anything that would come our way. Um, you know, like, you know, if it feels good, do it sort of a thing. Like Mm -hmm. that's not right either. You know, but there's something in between there where like we enjoy all the things that God has created, but we enjoy those things and we obey within the structure that he's created for us. You know, so there's like a, there's something, there's something about that. There's a reason that we're made that way. Yeah. Because we flourish more, right. Using a wristwatch as a hammer is not going to help you build your house. Absolutely. You know, yeah. The design is, is for flourishing. It is to accomplish the thing. And going back to 
finding it hard to strike a balance and mm. saying how like the, the you know as the, the Pharisees were ones who you know the law you know it's the the letter of the law and a very very uh, stringent way mm-hmm. and it's not that Jesus was just more relaxed right because right. there's all those theological implications of him coming to fulfill the f- fulfill the law and sure but again the like the posture the posture is 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 not um striking the balance of living that life of worship not neglecting to to steer the rudder Mm -hmm. right Uh, but also not being tied down to those to i'm sorry the line remind me yeah don't tie down your rudder to the cords of the with the cords right right i feel like for the the older brother for the religious not uh, just the 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 very extreme stringent um, religious person um, things are just so, just just so just mm-hmm. black and white and be like that 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 that's the way it is right You're like you don't do that you don't pick grain on the Sabbath you don't heal people on the Sabbath it's the Sabbath boom that's how it is no matter what you know and so they all they start to view everyone and every you know people that you know, instead of viewing it through like the heart of God mm-hmm. and the character of God and His design of you know human flourishing, like that's what the law is for: is to, for you to know Me and to know man and to mm. know creation and their you know proper order. There, it's just like that's just how it's done. That's right. just how it's done. And any wavering, boom, you're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, I think that like um, you know, it's sort of the difference between you know, the mind and the heart, you know, you know, the, the law was always meant to get out at the heart of God's people to reveal to them their inadequacies, but then also to like, to, to feed and nourish their hearts. Like as, as they lived lives of worship, Hmm. um, to God and with him. And so it was never meant, I don't think to be this thing where it was like, it was never meant to be dead and tired. It was meant to aliven their lives and show them that they had great need. Um, but then also to structure their lives, uh, in a way that would push them toward God himself. Um, but sort of the, perver- our perversion of that, like when it becomes like our way to get to God, hmm. um, in our own selves really is where you see the breakdown um, as we would see like the religious person who, who thinks that that's all that it takes, like the mm-hmm. rich young ruler type character. Who's like, I've done all of these things, yeah, but I'm still unfulfilled, but I still don't have, feel like I know the answer to, yeah. you know, how do I receive salvation? And so there's, it's never going to, the law is never going to satisfy that need. Mm-hmm. We, we need, we need a savior. We need, we need God himself. Right. Right. Because we can't even keep it completely and fully, right? Right. right. Yeah. Murdering mur- uh, people in our hearts with our hate and committing right, adultery sure. with their lustful uh, hearts. And anyway, there's we're scratching the surface on a mm. huge Mount Everest kind of topic, um, and it's really personal to me. That's why I'm not asking as many questions. I just you know I'm just <laughs> throwing stuff out there because. Um, like so many millions, thousands of other Christians, I come from 
you know, a religious experience and background, you know, uh, BG before gospel Mm -hmm. where, uh, you know, the law was the way in which we, uh, hopefully cross your fingers secured maybe salvation. And so this is just stuff like this is so good and it encapsulates the posture of the heart and theology, which, the church honestly is in desperate need of more of this stuff to to relieve, mm-hmm. you know, our our uh, our hearts that uh, um, only want to focus on the 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 no God has given us with the tree of the knowledge of good 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 and evil, instead of focusing on the God that has said yes to everything else in, in the other garden and are already mm-hmm. accepting us already telling us how to how to uh, live flourishing godly uh, lives and anyway like I said there's so much more to dig in but thank you for writing this that's awesome yeah no I think it's I appreciate that I mean I think when we're talking about poetry even just the the short conversation we just had that's the point right the point is like to be something that we think about uh, we converse about that leads to other discussions um, there's one that last thing, like I should say, like in, like in writing this poem, I actually was, um, inspired by a sermon that was, uh, written by, um, by the Avett brothers, grandpa, who wow, was a pastor. A really <laughs> and, interesting uh, story. Like they've, uh, like Seth has like, Seth Avett has like compiled his, his grandpa's sermons. And I read one, one of them that's on the website and. Um, is actually deals with this, like the idea of tying down your runner with the cords of the law. And, and, um, wow. So, wow. Shout out to them. Go guys. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully they hear this and, and pick it up. It's right deep on. stuff. It's good stuff. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Man. Cool. Thanks, man.